0: Self-care. I remember back during my first job after college, thinking that I was mastering this incredibly hard skill of self-care. And I was proud of how good I was at it compared to my colleagues. We were all working 80-plus hours a week in this fast-paced, high-pressure PR firm. We were not really the top of the totem poles. We were way down there. And I reveled in my ability to find those little moments of me time. I could relax anywhere, anytime. Getting my hair cut, I relaxed while I felt it fell asleep while they'd wash my hair. Getting my teeth clean, I'd doze in the dental chair. Doctors appointments, and God bless them, they always ran late, I would stretch back on that table and meditate myself to sleep. I marvel today at how much I twisted the reality of my absolute exhaustion into a delusion of self-care into this laudable ability to take me time when in reality my haircuts maybe were every six, nine months by the time the fringe was you know, brushing my nose and the dentist, I only went when my teeth hurt and the doctor, I only went when I was so sick I couldn't work anymore. That's hardly restorative time and hardly true self-care and it is hardly the rest that Jesus invites the disciples to take when they come back all breathless with excitement and exhaustion from all they'd done and taught. See, they're back now after Jesus had sent them out in pairs to take nothing with them except the good word, to be who they are, spreading the good news. And now they're back. And Jesus says to them all, come. Come away to a deserted place. Rest a while. And the gospel tells us they've been so busy coming and going, they had no leisure even to eat. Does that sound familiar at all? sure nobody's ever rushed off to work without breakfast or worked through lunch. Jesus valued solitude. He valued rest. And the scripture is full of examples of Jesus going off by himself or with a disciple or two into prayer and renewal. And so here Jesus says, not just to one or two, but the whole group, come away to a deserted place. Rest a while. What a promise. I think about it. Rest, chill, hang out with Jesus. Rest, he's saying. It's time to be fed. And this invitation sounds a lot like self-care. But our modern understanding of self-care is this idea of taking time out from our real lives. But Jesus is not saying take a time out. This is time in. This time is just as important as the in of going out and being with other people. This is time in for rest. Time in to be fed by Jesus, fed by the Spirit, Time in to be together in community, kind of like what we're doing here this morning and what all of you out uh, watching online are doing, stepping away from the work of our lives and entering the work of being fed, of being nourished. This is all time in. And if we were to imagine ourselves perhaps in the actual bodies of these apostles all together and we're kind of bubbling with excitement or confusion, we were all full of stories of what just happened, we will hear this invitation as a communal one for all of us. It's not Jesus saying, hey, come away, and Peter, I'm going to put you on that rock, and Reverend Nate, I'm going to stick you out by the tree in the courtyard, and Katie, how about you go sit on the curb? This is time together. And in our modern terms, we could say that this is Jesus saying, let's take this sacred time and space and be still. Let's make sacred time and space to process what's happening, how God's moving, how the Spirit's moving in our lives. Let's explore, let's take the time and space and stillness to see how have your hearts been challenged How have your feet stumbled? How have your souls been shaped? Take sacred space and time with Jesus' calling, saying, let me feed you. Let me give you food for the soul. So Perhaps we should think of this as soul care. Time in for soul care. Time in for Jesus. Time in for restoration. Time in for soul care. So Mark's gospel says, yep, they get in the boat. They went away to a deserted place. But the kicker is that meanwhile on the shore, everyone sees them getting in the boat so fast that they get to the destination before the boat is even able to pull off the water. So this deserted space is no longer deserted. There's a big crowd there. And the crowds are crying for Jesus's help, for his healing. So where was the sacred time and space? It was that little journey. It wasn't what they expected. It was that little journey on the water going around to the next place. And how real is that? I mean, how many of our great plans and ideas for restoration and soul care are crowded out by the pressing needs of people and things that are so broken in our world? And we need restoration time. Our souls need the time in with Jesus to be fed by him, by God. And we need that just as much as the world needs us to be spreading God's love. We can't just focus on them both. Theologian Claudio Carvales says, a compassionate heart without action is ineffective. And an action without a compassionate heart is empty. So we have this call for our hearts to be renewed, for us to be filled and fed, and yet also the call to do the work that God has given us to do both things together. is That of a loom and somebody weaving. Threads of the needs of the world, the needs for, for justice, for restoration. In weaving vocabulary, those threads that are already there on the loom, those are called the warp. I love that. The warped things of the world. And there we are. We are the yarn, the ribbon, the thread, all the different colors, all the different shapes and sizes, weaving in and out of this warp with God's love. There we are, created in love by God, created in God's image, thread made strong by feeding on God, and we are moving in and out. Creating this whole new tapestry, the tapestry God intends for this world, the tapestry of God's kingdom where all is healed and all is restored. We're bringing love into each row. And so perhaps the soul care is those moments when the weaver, let's say Jesus' hand, God's hand, the spirit, when, when the thread comes out one side and just goes back in the other. Maybe that's a restorative time. Or maybe it's the time when the weaver puts down the thread, like God rested on the seventh day. Where is that time for us? Where is that moment for us? It's not always in isolation. Sometimes it's in community. A friend of mine texted last night that her favorite Soul care time is actually driving. It's when she mulls around what's been happening and where she's seen God in her day. So maybe like the disciples, our times may be shorter than what we wanted and what we expected to be restored, but we can still be restored. By God's grace, God's mercy, and God's love, we can and will be restored. We can and will find rest. And then we can and will go out into the world and make a huge difference. Amen.